Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. So there you have it, our all-star review. I always love those segments, and we have lots of them. And again, you'll find all of that material uh, archived by topics, over 35 topics, at ExitCoachRadio.com in our audio library. So go dig around, find out some great tips from brilliant advisors, authors, and thought leaders. We've interviewed nearly 400 of them over the last year, and we've got several hundred Still to go. So let's move on and uh, and gather one of these uh, the thoughts from another brilliant person. Uh, Donna Serdula is joining us from Vision Board Media and LinkedIn Makeover.com. LinkedIn Makeover.com. Now, how many of you listeners are on LinkedIn, and how many of you are proud of your site because it's it looks good, it's orderly, and you're getting compliments and you're getting results from that site. So we're going to talk about, with, uh, with Donna, we're going to talk about the importance of optimizing your LinkedIn profile. Can't wait to hear it. I'm sure mine needs some work. I'm sure she's looked at mine and she's going to tell me uh, I need a makeover. So Donna, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for having me, Bill. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. And you're joining us from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Right. I am indeed. It's a it's a beautiful, dreary, overcast day here in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, it, it is a beautiful area. I've I've been there many times. I love the area. We're here in, in where nothing ever happens in sunny California. But uh, Don, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I've looked at your site. I've looked at uh, some of your information, and I got to say, I'm very impressed. Um, tell us uh, about you and a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. I, I come from a, a very competitive sales environment, and uh, that's really what kind of got me into the whole, um, you know, discovering the, the idea, the importance of having an online presence. Because back when I was cold calling, back when I was trying desperately to close deals, I recognized pretty early on that people do business with people, not just companies. And as I was going about trying to, to find clients, find prospects, uh, they were checking me out. They were researching me, and more often than not, they were checking out my LinkedIn profile. And back back when I first started, back you know years ago, uh, my my LinkedIn profile was nothing more than a copy and paste of my dull, boring, out of date resume. And uh, and I, I realized that you know people were forming an opinion about me. And I started to optimize my profile, and I, I started to notice that my calls started to get easier. I was going into uh, meetings, and they were going better. Uh, and, and a lot of it had to do with my, my LinkedIn profile being optimized and, and telling a personal story uh, and getting people interested. And, and I realized that this was something that other people needed because it's hard to write about yourself. And I started my company, and we've been now optimizing LinkedIn profiles for executives and professionals from all over the world for over five years now. Wow, that's fa- that's fascinating. And you know, uh, Donna, most of our listeners are are age fifty plus, so mm-hmm. so I think some of them uh, might be thinking. I thought LinkedIn. They might still be thinking. I thought LinkedIn was where you where you posted your resume. 
Um, how has LinkedIn changed over the years, and, and what is really its its main function now? Sure. You know, a lot of people think of LinkedIn as being a place to, you know, post your resume. It's a place for just job search, but it's not. It's it's a business tool. It's a sales tool. And it, it really isn't, uh, it's not your resume. You know, if you think about your resume, that's your professional past. It's what you've done. But your LinkedIn profile, it's your career future. It's who you are today. It's why a person should be interested in you, want to learn more about you. They, they should read your LinkedIn profile and they should feel confident and comfortable in reaching out to learn more. So it's, it's, it's much more than just a, a resume. It really should be. I, I like to call it a professional manifesto, and it should set you apart from all the other millions of users who are on LinkedIn today. Okay, so that right there is it might be a revelation for some of the some of you that are listening is that just like Facebook started as a college dorm project and now there's more people over age 50 on on Facebook than there are probably younger people or at least that's the fastest growing segment. LinkedIn as well has evolved from just being a job board to to very much about creating your profile and I like what you said there, it's more about your future than it is about your past. So yeah. what are some of the common uh problem situations. I mean, when you look at somebody's, when you say, oh, here we go again, this is just horrible. <laughs> what are some of the, the main things that, that stand out as, as problem areas for people? Sure. Uh, one of the, the biggest issues that I see is posting a unflattering profile picture. So it's, it's taking a picture that maybe was snapped at a wedding 10 years ago and, and your date's been cropped out. <laughs> that's, that's not <laughs> the way you want to go. Uh, it also, there should only be one person in that picture and it, it should be you. It should be a headshot. And, and this is how you present yourself, not just to your network, but to the world. And you want to look your best. And the best way to do that is through a professionally taken headshot Make sure that it's cropped closely, you're smiling, and, and you look energetic and friendly and, and interesting. So that's one of the, the big issues that I see. The other issue is something I've already hinted at, and that's just copying and pasting your boring resume. No one wants to read that, and, and people are searching for you. Uh, they either are searching for you specifically, and they're using your name as, as the search term, or maybe they're searching for someone like you. And in that situation, maybe they are looking uh, – to find uh, job candidates, or maybe they're looking to find service providers. Um, you know, maybe they're looking to find a partnership or provide some type of an opportunity. In that situation, they might not know that you yourself exist, and so they're looking for someone like you, and they're going to use keywords. And so when you write your, your LinkedIn summary, you want to make sure that, one, it's written in first person, it's a narrative, and that it's conversational, so a person can really feel like they're talking to you and they're learning more about you. But you also want to make sure that you're infusing using the right keywords into your profile so you can get found because you'll never get found for, for words that don't exist on your profile. Mm, okay, so uh, what I got out of that was the picture is important because that's a first impression and we're all very mm -hmm. visual, of course. Um, and uh, the narrative uh, portion where it's not just uh, somebody, you know, a dry bio it's something that you've written about, um, and it's, it sounds like a little story from yourself, so it's a narrative, and you need to have those keywords built into that. So um, how, do you, how do I know if my profile needs help? What are some of the – I mean, if I look at my profile and I go, wow, uh, my picture sucks, and, uh, <laughs> and, my, and it sounds like something from my bio that I cut and paste into there. Those are some key features, but how else would I yeah. know? If, is it just I'm not getting any response or – 
so ultimately, it, it, it could go just, just very specifically, look at your profile views. And if you're getting three profile views uh, a week or seven a week, uh, that's, that's not a lot. You know, you, and you can do much better than that. And one of the reasons could be is that, you know, people aren't finding you. One of the reasons why people might not be finding you is you just simply don't have a strong enough network and you need to connect. And so that's another thing that I would suggest is look at the number of connections. And, Bill, I'm looking at your connections. You got well over 500. It says 500 plus on your profile. But I think for your listeners, if, if they look and they, they see a, you know, a, just a not a great profile picture or no profile picture at all. They see a lot of bullets, a lot of uh, copy and paste of the resume, and they, and they don't see a lot of connections and not a lot of profile views. Those are all really good signs that it might be time to revisit your LinkedIn profile and, and really try to optimize it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're not getting those great results, and uh, a lot of times those connections just uh, or potential connections just pop up because maybe you've opened it up to your contacts, right? Is that so? Mm-hmm. So is it is it okay to connect with as many people as possible? Oh, it, well, you know what? There are different philosophies. There's different schools of thought, but I do think it's important to really try to make your your online network reflect your offline network. And so, all the people that you've you've met along the way, all of your old colleagues, your current colleagues, go go back to you know even your school days. You really want to make sure that the people that you've met are are on your LinkedIn profile, um, and and you've connected with them. Uh, and here's the thing. I mean, you don't necessarily have to worry about connecting with people that you don't know and you don't trust. You know, at this point in your life, you have a a strong network of people in the real world. It's now important to really make sure that you you spend the time and the energy making sure that you are being proactive and you are connecting with these people. You know, the one thing that we all have is our network, and and you really do want to keep it strong and and keep it alive. And, And LinkedIn is a great excuse to reconnect with people. Mm-hmm. And there's different versions of LinkedIn too, right? There's the free version and then some of the premium versions that allow you to mm-hmm. have more, uh, what do they call it, linked or in-mail kind of connections with people. Yeah. How, are, do people respond to that? Those Is that like the, the, the secret weapon of LinkedIn is to be able to get to people in a differentiating kind of a way like that? You know, I think one of the reasons why uh, it's worth Upgrading, and I, I'm a huge advocate of paying for LinkedIn. I think it's it's absolutely worth it. Um, heck, any company that allows you to network in your pajamas at 3 a.m. is a company that deserves to uh, <laughs> to get some payment. Um, but but with LinkedIn, I think one of the reasons why you do want to up upgrade is you do get that um, premium badge on your profile, and it shows it shows the world that one, you're not a cheapskate. Two, you've had some type of success that you can afford to pay that monthly fee. And and three, it means that you take LinkedIn and networking seriously, and people know that you are actively managing your account. And so if they do send you a message, you're going to respond. So a lot of times when you don't have uh, that premium level and, and you're clearly a, a free user, people don't take you as seriously. And so they're not going to you know send you those opportunities as they would uh, if, if they see that you're a premium paying member. Interesting sideline to that. I was covering a conference called the Alternative Funding Forum, and they had a panel of very astute Hollywood types talking about funding uh, uh, movies and and uh, those kind of creative projects. And uh, and I point I asked 
how do people get in touch with you guys these days? What's the new medium? And they said, we live on LinkedIn. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, so they said those kind of connections are can be very different. You know, there's not very many ways to differentiate. Remember when the fax machine came out and you're sending faxes <laughs> to everybody and they were going, wow, it's a fax. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, now, and you felt really special when, when you heard that thing cranking at, at 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Must be important. <laughs> uh, more yeah, junk absolutely. mail. And so, it was a broadcast so, uh, fax. <laughs> <laughs> so now, what are some of the tools and uh, how do you work with people? What are some of the first things that you do uh, when, you, when you, somebody says, hey, uh, Donna, I really need help. How do we, how do we get started? Well, you know, the, the first thing we do is we determine, you know, which service level they're interested in, uh, and and most like our our, our middle uh, package, which allows for an interview, and because it's it's really hard, you know, to write about yourself, and and a lot of people just struggle, and so they really do need a partner, someone to to talk to them and really bring that that story that's that's in there. We all know we have a professional story to tell, but we sit so close that it's it's almost hard for us to even know where to begin. And so when you partner with one of my branding specialists, they're going to interview you. And one of the very first things we ask is, what is your goal? You know, why are you on LinkedIn and what are you trying to achieve? And and the reason we ask that is, you know, that's what's going to determine how we write your LinkedIn profile. Because if someone's a job seeker versus someone who wants to showcase them as themselves as an expert or someone who maybe they want to sell more services and product, these are all very distinct goals and different reasons for being on LinkedIn. And depending on that goal, that's how we're then going to really frame their LinkedIn profile because we want it to align with their goals and we want to make sure that what we're saying really resonates with their target audience, the person who's reading it. And and that's the way we can really ensure that not only is it strategically written, but it's going to convert. It's going to get that person who's reading it to say, hey, I need to talk to this Bill Black. Let me pick up the phone and call him to learn more. Mm-hmm. Great points. Now, uh, how important is it, and do you counsel people on different groups to belong to? Because I know LinkedIn is all about groups. They allow you to belong to, what is it, I think, 40 or 50, 50. of them, maybe maybe 50. Yeah. And, and here's, I, I will give you a, a tip. I'll give you and your audience a tip. And that is, believe it or not, you want to max out on your groups. Join as many groups as you can. Join all 50, but join groups where your target audience is located. So don't join groups where your competitors are or your colleagues are. You want to join groups where your target audience is located. And the reason for doing that is when people search on LinkedIn, because they, and remember, they are searching. They're searching for service providers. They're searching for job candidates. They're searching for partnerships. You want to make sure that you pop up. And when people search, they're only searching their LinkedIn network. And that's their first, second, third degree connections and all of the group members. So in order to get found, join all 50 groups. Now, I'm not telling you to belong uh, and be active in all of those 50 groups, but you just want to be a member. Uh, and that way you can really expand your network and get found more easily. Well, and there are buttons. You don't have to get bulletins from all of those groups every time something happens, too. There are on-off buttons there, too. So people might be saying, yes. yeah, great. Now I'm going to get you know <laughs> bombarded with, with other stuff. So, yeah, all so you need Donna, to do is go into your settings and opt out of all of those emails. Tell us a couple client stories. What are some, what are some of the returns on investment you've heard from people who have worked with you after they've you know got their LinkedIn profile right? How has it helped them? Sure. 
Well, you know, one of my clients just recently reached out, and he told me the most wonderful story, and that is he he finally started to have his phone ring, and there were recruiters and and, and hiring uh, managers calling him because suddenly he looked much more attractive, much more interesting than he did before the makeover. And not only did he get a job after having his LinkedIn profile optimized, but he got his dream job. And this was a job that wasn't even posted. It wasn't a job that they were even sourcing for. But once they met him and they read his profile and they knew what he offered, they created his dream job for him. And so that to me was one of the well, just a great success story. But you know, it, it's it's very very common. Um, a lot of times, you know, we forget we have the ability to control other people's perceptions of who we are. We forget that we really can let people know who we are and what we bring to the table. You, you just have to make sure that you're you're putting it forth in the right manner. And, and by doing that, it's always amazing at the types of opportunities that come forth. You know, it really is. It's something that we probably don't think about a lot. A lot of you probably out there have the free LinkedIn. You just said, well, everybody else is on it. i got to get on it. But it's not enough just to have a presence. You have to show up well. And that's what Donna yeah. and her firm do. So so uh, when someone um, comes to you and says, let's, let's take a go at this, then what if they're just trying to be for for business purposes uh, be found more for their unique product or service well, you know, one of the things I've always said is it's a Google world, and the successful people are those who are easily found. And so if you're, if you're looking to be found for your, your service or your product that you sell, you really want to make sure that the summary that you write isn't about how much you're closing and, and you know, the, what your sales figures are, because those potential clients, aren't, they don't care about that. They want to know what's in it for them. And so you need to make sure that you write a summary that really talks about the benefit that you bring and how you can help people. And, you know, from there, you really want to make sure that you're not, you're not in any way hacking the system or abusing the system, but you want to just make sure that you're strategically using those words that a person who might be looking for that product or service would use. And, and I, I will give you a, a, um, an example. I had a person call me, um, and she said, you know, Donna, I'm a, I'm a CPA, um, but I'm not getting found at all on LinkedIn. And when I looked at her profile, she only had herself listed as a CPA. And I said to her, well, how do your clients refer to you? And she said, well, my, my clients refer to me as their accountant, as their financial uh, reports advisor, uh, and, and yeah, as their tax consultant. You know, and when I started to hear all these other words that people used to refer to her, they weren't, they weren't in her profile, and so she wasn't getting found. And as soon as we started to really infuse those words into her summary and into her job titles and descriptions, suddenly she started to get found, and she started to find a lot of work on LinkedIn. But, you know, it's just being really clear as to how people are looking for you and making sure you're utilizing those terms. I hear light bulbs going on all over the place, people thinking, aha, that's a great tip, that's a great idea. Um, now, Donna, what's your LinkedIn headline generator and how do people access that? 
Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So if you visit my website, linkedin-makeover.com, and you look on the right-hand side, you'll see a little um, a little box where you can put in your email and, and hit download, and I'll email you my LinkedIn headline generator. But your, your LinkedIn headline is really a very, very important part of your LinkedIn profile. And what it does is it really kind of encapsulates what who you are and what you do and how you help people, and it should compel a person to want to click. The thing is, you only have a 120 characters to play with. And so it's almost a little tough uh, to to tell such a a big story in such a small area. And so what I created is this LinkedIn headline generator, and it's an ebook. And you just go through five little lessons, and you just choose your terms. And when when you're done, you're going to have a LinkedIn headline that you can immediately put to use, one that's really going to showcase who you are and what you do and how you help people. It's going to be infused with keywords to help people find you uh, more more effectively. And it's something that you can feel really proud to have reflect you on, on LinkedIn. And it's it's there. You just paste it in. And uh, suddenly, when people start finding you in the search results, they're going to feel compelled to click to open up that profile to read more. Well, that's fantastic. And so th- that's at your website, LinkedIn, which is all one word, L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N, makeover.com. And what else will people find at your website? And um, and then how do they get in touch with you best? Sure. Well, you know, when you when you visit my website, I do believe in giving away as much information as, as I can. So there's an awful lot of resources that if you if you want to do it yourself, you can certainly do so. Um, but a lot of people still struggle. They don't have the time. They don't have the inclination. So many of my clients have said uh, just trying to, to write their LinkedIn profile their, themselves. They cleaned out their their closets and they cleaned out their garage because that was more attractive than sitting down and and writing their profile themselves. And so. Um, not only do I have a lot of information on how to do it, I also have my services. So you can just click on the our services and pricing link and, and uh, choose which one works for you, and, and we'll partner with you to write it in the most uh, engaging, compelling manner so you can really start to find opportunities on LinkedIn. And again, listeners, I've been on the site. It's very well organized. It's, it's very simple to navigate, and I'm sure just the headline generator – by itself will be worth visiting there. But but look into that. Think about your return on investment and work with Donna. And uh, Donna, thanks very much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. And it's very insightful uh, information and very important. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, uh, I'd like to check in with you maybe at some point in the future and, and get deeper on this topic with you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. All right. We're going to take a short break. And we'll be right back in about 30 seconds. So please stay with us and uh, join us for our last guest. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50 plus business owners where we're interviewing over 250 top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 